0: Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. Now, here are the Friars. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Become Fire podcast. Hello, Hello everybody, good to be back. Once again, Father Peter, Teresa and I, Father Anthony Tinker, joining you in the Easter season. Sorry, I kind of jumped in your intro there. I got That's excited, okay. no, I got it's excited to say, gotta say hi. We got to change it up every yeah, time. Yeah. We don't want to do the same thing yeah. every time. I was we're really trying. excited to say hi that time. So. <laughs> Just in, in a good mood. It's yeah. Easter. We are in a good mood today, and we're going to talk about faith. Mm. I think it's a great topic. We heard during Lent, on, Chrism, on during Holy Week, that we had Chrism Mass, and before that, they did a priest reflection day. And Father Will Schmidt, from the Diocese of Phoenix, gave a reflection. It was really beautiful. It was on the priesthood, the Adamic priesthood. But he part of it, he was Lutheran. Yeah. Only at 19 did he convert to Catholicism. And he talked about faith and his faith journey. And so we want to talk about that today, about uh, Luther's understanding of faith and the Catholic understanding of faith and how we need to really root ourselves again in the tradition of the Catholic understanding of faith in order to respond to many things that are happening in our culture today. Yeah. So would you lead us
1: in a prayer to get started? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus, who is the perfecter of our faith. We ask now that you would send your Holy Spirit upon us to increase the gift of faith in our own lives, in our own hearts, uh, that we might be faith-filled people, uh, that we might walk by faith and not by sight, um, as we continue to seek after you this Easter season. We ask all this in the name of Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen Father,
0: I just tried to sign myself and knock my glasses off. Okay, well, give me a second here. <laughs> in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit to do that appropriately while he get his, gets his glasses. Okay, so um, I, I've studied Lutheran seminary. I would not call myself an expert on Luther's understanding of faith. I'm really, we're going to talk about his talk. So I want to give that disclaimer before we get started. This was really us talking about his talk as a Lutheran and what his understanding of faith was, and it's very, it's it's pretty much Luther's understanding of faith. It is Luther's understanding of faith, but I just want to, if, if the nuance, if we don't nuance it correctly, to anyone's out there, apologize. Uh, we're doing our best as non-Lutherans to discuss this and and this understanding of Luther's understanding of faith versus the Catholic understanding of faith because they actually are different. Because Luther's understanding of faith is that is a reflexive faith, mm-hmm. so that that. It, for faith we need to secure god's gift for myself right that our faith in god and what he's done is, is securing it we need, it's a we need to create intellectual and emotional certainty in what god yeah. has done so god has done a work and faith is me uh, it, it's a response to that in which i create intellectual and emotional certainty securing god's what god has done right that sure. that, yeah. that, that i that it's that i'm justified right by faith right it reflects back on me. It reflects back on me. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm the primary mover. It's sola fide as well. Mm-hmm. So we have to understand that he did not have our same understanding of the priesthood. Yeah. So for him, we, we are belief in the priesthood is that it is centered on Jesus Christ, founded by Jesus Christ at the Last Supper, given to the apostles, handed on through apostolic tradition to the apostles and the priests, and that... This understanding of the priest who stands in persona Christe right. at the Mass defines our understanding of the Eucharist itself and worship, yes. and therefore our understanding of uh, of faith, yes. in a sense, because our uh, <laughs> the, the Eucharist is the source and summit, and so all of our sacramental theology. So we don't we're not sola fide, yes, right? That we <clears throat> believe in, in revelation. What, what do you mean by sola fide, Father? Faith alone. Faith alone. So by, sure. by Sola fides, this is a, there's a quote of Luther that by faith alone, if I, yes. by this faith, which is the reflexive faith, my intellectual, emotional certainty in the God's gift of what, what God has done, and I'm, that I'm justified by that, that I don't need good works, mm-hmm. right, to, for mm-hmm. justification. Um, but also with that, so Sola fides, it's by faith alone, he also be- didn't believe that um, tradition you know, was, a, was a source of revelation for right. us. right that the script, sola so scriptura, the scriptures alone. And so, th- why are these so important? Well, because they, it's a whole worldview that we're entering into right now. For we sure, gotta, yeah. I We kind want to be just, hey, let's give a little piece and cut this one little piece apart and dissect it. we got to get into Luther's worldview, mm-hmm. his understanding of sacrament of theology, his understanding of faith, and why he, what sinners around, and from, particularly from the scriptures. So his sola scriptura, this is his sole under- basis for he's going to, under- understanding of faith. And from that, since he, looking at that <coughs> verse, I'm justified by faith. Right, that, that this faith is an intellectual, emotional certainty. Sure, amen, yeah. Okay, versus the, the Catholic understanding. I'll just go from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Yeah. By faith, man completely submits his intellect and his will to God. With his whole being, man gives his assent to God, as the revealer. Sacred Scripture calls this human response to God, at the author of Revelation, the obedience of faith. Therefore, for Catholics, we're focused on the intellect and the will, versus mm-hmm. this this intellectual, actual emotional certainty that I'm trying right. to get this reflexive faith, it is truly a a submission of intellect and will to God, to yeah. what he's done. I'm, I'm submitting my, my intellect and my will to what God has done. It's not me-centered. It is a submission on on God-centered. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so, why is this so important? Because it reflects back on worship. And this was his point, get back to, to um, the talk that uh, Father Will Schmidt was giving, was that when... When you have Luther's understanding of reflexive faith, what happens is the purpose of worship is that it becomes anthropocentric religion, right? Because worship is there to serve my faith. Exactly. So the reason I go to worship is in order to increase my intellectual, emotional certainty of what God has done, securing God's gift for myself. Yeah. It's this reflexive faith. That's yeah. the purpose of worship is to deepen my, that certainty that I have, deepen my faith. Worship becomes at service of me now. Right. Worship becomes a service of me. That's what it can tend towards. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Luther, this is a quote from Luther. As your heart feels, so Christ is behaving. As your heart feels, so Christ is behaving. Yeah. So uh, your heart feels a certain way, that's how that's what Christ's moving. Mm-hmm. So the, the the worship doesn't really matter if I don't get my security, right? That I'm right. going for my certainty. Or that it's I'm not, looking good for. Worship, not, not good worship at least. It's not good worship. or helpful. And, and the fear of this. Right, that, that that what this can become is that I concentrate on myself in worship, and I the the Eucharist is for me, right? Right, it becomes so the worship and our the center of our worship being the Eucharist, and Lutherans also have a have a and he was Missouri Synod Lutheran, he is high church Lutheran, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But that even worship of the mass itself can be about me and what I get out of it. And I've heard, and why are we talking about this today? Because I heard throughout the pandemic, mm-hmm. there are two most common things I heard. I, I, why they, people were like, we want the churches back open, we want Mass back open, was one, because I want to receive communion. Sure. And two, because I want fellowship and community. Yeah. Those are not bad things. Those are great things. Those are great things. Yeah, they're beautiful things. But important they're not the, things. But they're not the most important thing right. that you were missing. Right. By not coming to the to the Mass <clears throat> throughout the pandemic. What, what we are actually missing, if we go back to Catholics' understanding of faith. So if our understanding of faith is... The complete submission of intellect and will to God, then worship becomes a a turning towards God. And actually, the definition of the liturgy, what what liturgical services, is, is to give praise and thanksgiving and adoration to God. Right. That our, all our liturgical services are called to be centered. It's it's centered on the Father, right? That we are reoffering the offering of the Son through the power of the Holy Spirit yeah. for the praise, adoration, and in praise, adoration and thanksgiving to God. That's yeah. from the Catechism. So our worship is is theocentric yes. to its core, yeah all right Again, a caveat, I'm not accusing Lutherans every time they go to worship or Protestants every time they go to worship that, that God's not the sinner and they don't not giving their hearts over to God, et cetera. I'm just saying that there can be a tendency yes, right because if we have a bad seed, it can create a bad tree. Yeah, and I, I think Luther's definition of faith is a bad seed that can create a, a bad tree, which we can see more and more tendency as we look towards a lot of I think evangelical Protestants and other of our of our separated brothers and sisters and how they respond in worship and they respond to um, to the worship of God because of this understanding of faith. To to your point
1: about people's comments about their experience of church during the pandemic, where um, and and they're not they're not wrong in saying it, but it's that uh, th- that they wanted uh, communion, they wanted Eucharist, they wanted fellowship, and that um, and that. As a Christian, as a Catholic, uh, you actually do have certain rights for those things. You have a right to that, um, and that's important to acknowledge. Um, but but then we also have to recognize um, that God has rights um, and that if God is who he says he is uh, and if God is who we believe he is and has as he has revealed himself to us, um, that he has the right to be worshiped, um, that, that, that we owe him that, that it is, we say it is right and just, um, in justice, we owe our creator, um, our father, our savior, um, our sanctifier, the Holy, we, we owe the Trinity, our worship. Um, and so when we come to church, um, we are doing the thing that we owe unto God. Um, it is about what we are giving unto God, um, primarily uh, our, our worship, as, as uniting it
0: to the sacrifice of the Lord, which I'm sure we'll get into. Um, and, and this is, was the point of Father Schmidt's talk, was that mass we're called to be self-gift, that in the offering of the Eucharist, that all of us in the congregation... It, that our, our focus must be self-gift, the giving of ourselves, placing ourselves on the altar during the consecration, giving of ourselves over in worship, right, to God, the, the complete submission of our intellect and wills to God, that this is, this is for God, this is for his honor, this is for his glory, and so I'm making a gift of myself in this Eucharist. Now, do I get stuff out of it? Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's not the primary focus. The primary focus is the gift of self in liturgical worship that occurs in the Mass, in the liturgy.
1: Yeah, so the, the opening prayer of the Mass is called the Collect. Um, it looks like collect, um, and, and that's what the priest is doing at that time, that, um, that he says, let us pray, and there should be a moment of silence, um, and that he is then collecting all of your prayers, um, all of your intentions, all the things that you have brought into the, the into the church, that he's collecting them, and that he is praying on behalf of the community um, for for you and and for us um, to to God, and so um, we're starting now to get into what you were kind of referencing at the beginning of of the Catholic understanding of the priesthood at this point, and how um, how that then leads us into. Um, not
0: man-centered worship, but but God-centered worship. And so, Father Schmidt talked about fears that happens if we don't turn our life into self-gift. Not just the mass, not just liturgy—that's that, the center of it. But our life must become a, a self-gift. Yeah, because we're always called to worship. We're called to pray unceasingly. Yeah, that continually turn the worship unto God. That if it if it's not about God, if we let the seeds creep in, that say. This the primary purpose is for what I get out of it. The primary purpose is 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 my my sense, my feeling, my what I what I receive. That the, there's two extremes we can get to. Right. The one is is that somehow I'm owed something by God. Yeah. That somehow like yeah. God owes me something. Yeah. Right. Because look at the like I'm coming to I'm I'm coming to Mass. Like I've got a lot of things. I'm busy. A lot right. of things I could be doing on Sunday. And and yet I'm making the decision to go. So God, you owe me something. And that could be a feeling, that could be like, you take care of my kids, you take care of my family, like you do this and you do that. Not that God won't do those things, but that we can get into a mentality, we can take over that somehow God owes me something because I make, I'm coming to the mass, because I'm doing something, because of my energy, my effort. Right. And we have to avoid that, because and how do we avoid it? it Become self-gift. Yeah. And the other extreme would be, well, if it's all about my feeling, et cetera, then I, I've just got to work more. Like I've got to do the own effort I've got to do. If I'm not self gift then there can be this activism, this kind of like keep yeah. keep giving, keep going and doing all these different things, um, you know, kind of hop around, you know, from experience to experience, uh, from church to church, whatever the case may be. Because it's it's through the the more I do, the more I do, then somehow I'm gonna going secure this because i I've never actually feel I've got this secured, and so I've got to keep working at it until I've I've ju- I've, I've, got, I've got this security, and so I'm gonna go and be frantic, is what can can become. But, it, but it, well, it actually gives us such peace if we just become self-gift. If we yeah. can just come to the liturgy and say, this isn't about me. It isn't about what I get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I shouldn't be coming to communion every Sunday. Maybe I need to examine my heart and how beautifully uh, Bishop Bumstead's homily, which I'm sure he wrote before this reflection, yeah. was about, hey, we don't... Worthy reception. We, have, we need to worthy receive yeah. the Eucharist. We don't just come up every Sunday if our hearts aren't aren't worthy to receive. Yeah. Like we really do an examination of conscience. We, do I need to go to confession? Right? Have I committed any mortal sins? Right? Is my heart not right with the Lord? Have I been so distracted and busy that I haven't really even prepared myself for this mass? Have I been paying attention? Maybe everything's good and you get to the mass and you're just zoned out the whole time. You are just somewhere else. And then all of a sudden it's time for communion. You're like, you know what? Maybe I just shouldn't receive today. You know, it's, it fulfills your Sunday obligation just to be there. Yes. As, and even at that moment, you know, whatever, and this isn't about the whether or not you Steve community. It's, it's about the primary person being self-gift. So you know what? I'm going to make a self gift to myself. I haven't been to confession. I need to go, but I'm still going to go make a self-gift. Yeah. You know, I haven't really been paying attention, but right now in this moment, I'm going to make a self-gift. Yeah. I'm going to recognize that this is not about what I get out of it. This is not about my entertainment. This is not about how good the music was, or how good the preaching was. This was about the offering that Jesus made on Calvary. That I'm participating in now and joining in and joining my heart to His best as I'm able by submitting my intellect and will to God. You
1: know, we were talking uh, last week on the podcast just about um, how we don't how how we we're so dependent upon the Lord's mercy um, and that and that the Mass is that um, that gift that the Church gives us. to enter into the offering that Jesus makes to the Father, um, and so that that we couldn't do it, um, we could we we couldn't really give the Father. What we what are we going to give God? You know, um, all of our 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 efforts are are, are tainted by self centeredness and pride. Um, they fall so short. We're we're then so, and, and and even in, and and God is just perfect. There's nothing we can give Him, but. But Jesus can because he is God. And, and, and what's so amazing is through, through the mercy of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit that Jesus then comes to us um, and takes us into, uh, into himself so that we be then become part of the offering. Um, that this is what it means to, to be united to Jesus. That this is what it means to be united to the cross. This is what it means to be united to the Eucharist, that we do place ourselves on the altar, and that Jesus takes us up into himself, and that, that we are then offered to the Father as a, as a self-gift, and that, that when we do this, and, and we're not focusing on ourselves about what we are getting out of it— um, is then we are actually in the disposition to receive what the Father then wants to give us. Um, because, because the reason we are to be self-gift is because He is self-gift. And we are made in His image and likeness. Um, and so He wants to give us Himself. Um, and so that's what happens. We put ourselves in the off, uh, on the altar. We are united to Jesus in the offering we are given. Uh, and then what do we receive? Um, we receive Him. He gives us himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist. And so there's this beautiful exchange of, of giving of persons, of giving of self, that, that, that Jesus takes us into himself, and, and we, we give ourselves, and then, and then he gives himself
0: right back to us. And he's the perfect example of self-gift. Yeah. The cross. He doesn't gain anything. He's not doing it for himself. It's complete self-gift. One of the things Father uh, Will Schmidt said, we're talking about a, a talk Father Will Schmidt gave at, to the priests, uh, right before the chrism mass, kind of mm-hmm. little reflection we had. Uh, he was a former Lutheran, uh, had a conversion, became a Catholic, now was a Catholic priest, and he said he left the Lutheran church and became Catholic and realized everyone was just Lutheran. Uh, he was making a little bit of a joke, but this understanding of faith has so crept and the into, Eucharist. and the Eucharist has so crept into the Catholic Church that we've fallen into it, and so why are we doing this podcast? Because I'm guilty, you know, because <laughs> uh, we have to preach to myself yeah. that I've fallen into this. Mm-hmm. And so this is not a, a condemning, I can't believe everyone has done this, but this is yeah. a, a reflection of, uh oh, I can't, like, I can't believe that, you know, I've, I, I need to change the way I think because I've not always made mass or my faith the complete submission of intellect and will to God. Mm-hmm. Instead, I've made it a, 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 what did I get out of it? Yeah. What did I get out of this service? What did I get yeah. out of that homily? What did I get out of that? word, you know this time of prayer, and and I've fallen into that. Yeah, and, and that that I can't make that the focus. That God will bless. God will give Himself. He is self-gift. Yeah, the fact that He's making an offering to us is is guaranteed, yeah. right? But that whether or not I'm going to offer myself, whether or not I'm going to give my heart over, um, you know, I, I talk about how I was giving a talk at this uh, uh, retreat I did recently, uh, and. I talked about how we, we're really good at giving 90% of our hearts to God, you know, but that other 10% yeah. just becomes real, real difficult. Yeah. And, and The fact that we're called to give all of our hearts, just as his heart, we talked about again, Divine Mary Sunday, his heart was pierced, blood and water flowed out of his heart, he gave his heart completely over to us, that we are called to give ourselves over completely in faith to him, yeah. which we so struggle with.
1: Yeah no we all struggle with it um and and we're using this talk that father gave to to the priests as as a jumping off point uh, but it, but your ma- your recognition is right that it's um that we all do this um lutheran catholic that 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 we turn to ourselves um that we do want to make things about ourselves that we do want to make ourselves the center of whatever is going on um and, and we so often do this with, with the uh, things that are happening around in our lives, that what well, happened because of, of me somehow, and, and that we do that. And, and of course it's going to creep into worship, that, that somehow that this is about me. Um, and,
0: and it's not. It's about what the Son has done for us. And um, the issue at hand is this, is this is not just creeped <gasps> into our religious experience. It's really creeped into our mentality in life. Mm-hmm. That, that I see this, you know, in my life and those I serve through, throughout every aspect of life, where all of a sudden every relationship becomes about me. They, they we've Unfortunately, I think, entered into a, a barter system, you know, a, a shopping sure. market, a yeah. mall system, whatever you want to call it, with relationships, where there's a, you know, the system where you go to the grocery store, you give money, they give you food. Yeah. Right, that we that we enter into this barter system throughout our lives, right? It's it's all around us, and it's very good. It's practical in many ways, but it's not good when it comes to intimate, you know, relationships, you know, love, you know, friendship. And unfortunately, I think that this this understanding of uh, I think it's rooted in this kind of reflective faith yeah. that moves into well, then worship is about you know, my, you know, am I getting my. uh my intellectual, emotional certainty, and then worship. Then, well, I'm not gonna. This worship service doesn't do that for me, but this one does. So I'm gonna go here. Yeah. and We start moving around, you know, parish hopping, as they call in the Catholic yeah. Church. And then all of a sudden, now with my spouse, it's what do I get out of this? Yes. And there's an article that was put out a number of years ago, but it called about it was called "Marrying Superman," hmm. and it's a problem right now in marriages today, where a spouse enters into marriage. With all these difficulties, emotional problems, wounds, didn't parents divorced? Struggle with school, struggle at work, whatever, and they expect the spouse to be their Superman or their Superwoman, to be all there, you know, fulfill them entirely, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically. Yeah. And because of the, it's an atheistic culture, it's a barter culture, and I'm giving. Hey, listen, I'm I'm giving myself into this. I'm I'm putting my money in the pot. You know, I'm a part of this. What am I getting out of it? Instead of marrying a dream to self-gift. And I think we've seen the, the, the fruit of this in so many divorces, that when you come into marriage in and as it a barter system, and what do I get out of this, Right. you lose track of, I go into marriage to be a self-gift. Yeah. And all of a sudden, kids become a burden, because it's not about me making a gift of myself to a child. It's They, they hamper my lifestyle. Right. And Well, I can have a couple, but I don't want to have too many, because right. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to do that. And it becomes about, all my decisions I make are about me. Right. And, and this has crept into our society and taken over in so many ways where I am the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. You know, and people would never say that, but their actions are indicating that's how the they The implications view, of them, the impl- yeah, that, that, sure. that, That's how I make my decisions. Yeah, Is this good for me? Does this make me happy? Does this make me good? good? Do I like this? And we need the cross. That's right. <laughs> we, need the, we need Jesus up there on the cross saying, I'm giving myself entirely, and this is the, what you're called to imitate.
1: Yeah. No, and so our first relationship, um, the first relationship we are ever in, is with the Trinity. Uh, that that's our first relationship. That that He has known us, um, and 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 so if we get that relationship wrong, um, then of course we're going to then not relate properly to 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 those around us, and and that. And that it is so true that that I think it's becoming increasingly difficult for people to make a gift of themselves. Um, that our our affluence as a country um, has makes us very comfortable. We can have whatever we want, whenever we want it. We don't we don't really even like lines, <laughs> um, and uh, and so we are not used to. Um, to these sort of things, it's not to say that people don't make tremendous sacrifices. I, I don't mean to say that at all. I, I'm just saying that because um, I, I know people who make tremendous sacrifices, and, and and life has has asked a lot from them, and and they have given very very generously. But but just as a broad cultural sort of uh, look at things, um, that that it is difficult, um, and there are many things that would have us look at ourselves, all the social media, um, and and. And and all of that thing is just is is a way of that we we look at ourselves and 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 things kind of revolve around ourselves and in, in, in that world. And so, um, there 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 are implications for this that are far and wide. Um, and that, and that you said we need the cross, and that the cross is that place where we make the self gift. Um, that that self gift is a is a really nice expression, but what it really means is sacrifice. Laying down your life that your life is not about you, um, and that anybody who's been married for about a week <laughs> quickly learns this that that their spouse is going to demand their life from them. Um, this is what we experience in religious life that our life is not our own, that my life belongs to the community and, and belongs to the church, and that the moment that I try to carve out a little space of it that is for me um, then I begin to um just kind of corrode the foundations of, of the vocation, um, and that we go to the cross, we unite ourselves to the cross. It's um, it's a nice expression, but it's not romantic. Um, that that it, it is going to demand tremendous sacrifice, but but that's what Easter teaches us: so that through that sacrifice, that great
0: life, um, great great life is is born through that. Amen. We'll run out of time, but just one word. So we've we've focused on the problem right? And, and I think we focus on the solution of the cross, but just practically for somebody right now, first, I would say, admit to the problem, right? You have to do a little self-reflection. Where have I just been putting myself at the center in my decisions, in my relationships, in my worship of God? And then number two, I'll say a word, I'll let you say a word, is I would say, take time every day and look at a cross. Just practically speaking, just look at the cross and recognize that was the gift God offered freely he got nothing out of it and completely gave himself and ask the Lord, make a simple prayer to say, Lord conform my heart to yours. It's just a simple way to maybe help make this self gifts and enter into this faith that the church has called us to. And I would say that when, when you go to
1: mass, um, to, to put yourself on the altar, um, that, that all of you, um, and just say, okay, I'm, I'm uniting myself to Jesus. Um, and I'm a gift as a gift to you, father. And, 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 and just know that you'll be received because um, the Son receives you and, and offers you to the Father. And so um, just to make that little spiritual practice at Mass to, um,
0: to just to give yourself that way. Amen. All right, we're out of time, but it's still the Easter season. Okay. So we want to know, what is your favorite Easter candy?
1: That's an easy one for me. I am a... Uh, just a psycho
0: about peanut butter chocolate. We know that you told us that before. Oh,
1: I've said this on the yeah, podcast already. already I, said well, that. well, I can't. I mean, it's just. <laughs> just a part of who you uh, are. Just peanut butter chocolate, eggs, <laughs> Reese's. Uh, if there's peanut butter and chocolate in that thing, you best believe. So when you opened up an Easter
0: egg, that's what you wanted. Oh you yeah, weren't. of course. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm not a big candy guy. I'll be honest. I'm, I, t- I said this before, type of favorite desserts. I thought about cookies and ice cream, right? So candy doesn't do it for me. But Sour Patch Kids probably mm. would be, yeah, I like that sour um, kind of flavor. That probably, if I had to pick a candy, you know, you usually don't get little kids in your Easter egg <laughs> though. So I'm probably a bad person for Easter eggs, (laughs) but uh, that would be as far as the candy realm of things, probably my favorite.
1: Well, then you can have all the sour, I'll take all the chocolate.
0: (laughs) Okay, Father, we close in a quick prayer? Absolutely, in the name
1: of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, we just ask that your blessing would come down upon all who are listening to these words. Uh, Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit come upon them to to move their hearts, uh, that they might submit their minds and their wills to you in complete obedience. And uh, we ask all this in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online
0: at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give. That's becomefire.faith slash give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.